I'm Paulette. And I'm Whitney. And we're sharing the stories of Black women. Beyond boundaries and borders. Through our journeys and triumphs. This world is ours. Do you want to say hello? Hey, y'all. Hello. <laughs> What's wrong with hey, y'all? Say it again. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> is that really what you heard? Because I heard hey. And you said hey, y'all. <laughs> Oh, and how are you? It's been a great week. Well, it's been an okay. interesting week, hasn't it? Okay. It was um, Beyonce Day on Friday. Hello, Beyonce Day Renaissance. Hello. We know you are a listener, and we're excited to tell you that, girl, you did your thing. Um, we, I think, we both agreed that cozy. I love cozy. Yeah, yeah cozy was one of our top picks. So Beyonce, you have official endorsement from this world. It's ours <laughs> for cozy. That's the theme. That's our song right now. Yeah, I like cozy. There's a couple of other tracks I like as well. In the concert is when it's really going to come alive. Like it is. Yeah. So let's be prepared. And I know some of our listeners have agreed that we're coming to London for the show. <laughs> So, y'all, Paulette, yeah. I don't know if she's gonna plan for us or not, but it's a, we're gonna get it. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Why would you feel pressure? Is it planned for people to come from the US for a concert in London? Like, that doesn't feel like pressure. It feels Do like a good what? time. Down the road from my house, there's this, um, okay, you know, like soccer teams. Yeah. The local one for me, our football team is Tottenham Hotspurs. I don't support Tottenham Hotspurs, but they just got this new stadium and it's massive. And they've started oh. having loads of concerts there. So last week they had Lady Gaga. Their concert oh. there. So I'm really wondering, will Beyonce do her concert in Tottenham? Beyonce, just, you can call me. Um, I'll send my number to your DMs and you can tell me where you're hosting. If you're down from Paulette. Paulette, you mind hosting Beyonce for dinner, or how do you feel? Exactly. I mean, okay. she could come around. My mum will cook. Yeah. Might even do right. barbecue. She get the jerk pan out. <laughs> B, girl, you love family. So you just love jerk. I'm sure you'll love jerk. She likes Jamaica. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we can do. Okay, y'all just get ready. If I mean, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook to keep up. It's probably going to be an exclusive experience, but we'll keep y'all posted. We'll see how. Beyonce is filling in her team and we'll mm. get back with you. We'll have arts people contact your people. Hello. <laughs> Our people being <laughs> Our people are us. <laughs> but you know, it's fine. and now for a girl, yes, you can moment. Mine is centered around what I'm excited that we're talking about today with our friend. It's a girl, yes, you can talk about your business. A girl, yes, you can own who the heck you are. And it'll make so much sense once we hear from our friend today. But that's something recently I took a personal branding class led by Ebony, who's coming on. And um, she just really empowered me to think about for my business. Like, yes, you can do training. Yes, you can do facilitation. And you can tell people that you do it. Because I, I do it all the time and I have my business, but I don't always tell it everyone so i'm sitting right here now on the show and say you all i am the owner and consultant of doc b empowers mm-hmm. and i empower others to discover themselves I that is my girl yes you can i like that how are you doing public what is your girl yes you can my girl yes she can right so this week 
I realized I need some sort of like life management system. Okay. I need a system. Okay. And like, I think I need to just organize myself. Mm-hmm. That's my goal, yes, you can. It's like, yes, you can find a way to organize yourself and feel like on top of things. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like it's slightly out of the realm of our usual girl yes she cans, but it was just a realization this week that I just need to, I can do the things. Mm-hmm. All of the things are easy. You just need a system in place to organize yourself. We have with us today, the one and only Ebony Wyatt, the personal branding guru. Um, I met Ebony at the University of Arkansas. If you remember being an undergrad and I was a teacher and we share a mentor in Dr. Lofton. And I would always hear Dr. Lofton talk about Ebony Wyatt, Ebony Wyatt. Well, I think you were Ebony. You were married. You were Ebony Oliver. (laughs) But she would always talk about Ebony. Um, and Ebony was like the prototype for all of all the business students who were coming behind. She was already in her career. She was already doing great things. And Dr. Lofton would always talk about Ebony. And I got to know her better because she would come back and talk to us and, and share mentoring. And we're also in the same sorority. So I also got to take her personal branding class recently. And she agreed to come on the show and chat with us. So thank you for joining us today, Ebony. Thank you, Ebony. Um, thank you, Whitney. And thank you, Paulette, for having me. Yeah. So uh, we usually like to, as we invite friends on the show, we like to start off with the question that just centers the entire show. And what we do is, uh, what do you love most about being a Black woman? Oh, <laughs> I love just all the magic we bring to the table and how we can turn, excuse my French, shit into sugar. Um, We are resilient, we are beautiful, we are culture creators, we are intelligent, we are trendsetters, we are mothers, we, it's just everything about being a black woman is strength, is power, is beauty. Um, And I'm so proud to be a black woman. Yes. Oh, all of that. That was inspiring. I needed that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, my you see how they always have her being a motivational speaker, right? Great. <laughs> she said, translator, I'm with you. Honestly. So I'm interested, I mean, obviously, because I don't know you, um, just in like your career, like what has your career path been? Um, yeah, just really interested. I'll share a bit. So I have been in sales um, on the corporate track with General Mills for the last 20 years. Ah! Hard for me to believe, 20 years, I'm only, you know, 20 years old. I hear you, staying Um, at a place a long time, but yeah, it's good, right? (laughs) Initially went to college uh, with the plan to be an attorney. And I got into like my fourth political science class and I was like, yeah, no, this is not my flow. I don't, I don't love this. And so if law school is more this, um, I'm going to have to figure out a different path. The good news is I was already majoring in business. So I majored in finance. And then my junior year of college, I interned for General Mills. Now, I didn't know that jobs like mine existed, to be frank. 
And um, Whitney and I both went to school at the University of Arkansas, which is in Walmart's backyard, which every vendor who sells to Walmart, then there has, they have a physical presence um, in the area. Mm -hmm. So it created a ton of opportunities for students like me. And so I interned with General Mills uh, when I was a junior going into my senior year that summer. And I was like, this is a pretty cool gig. I didn't know that jobs like this existed. So basically, for those of you um, who aren't quite sure what you would sell, so General Mills makes Cheerios, Yoplait, Nature Valley, my favorite cinnamon toast crunch, Lucky Charms, some of those that I grew up on. Um, but we, you know, my job is on the consumer side. So any product you would see on a grocery store shelf, mm -hmm. I and my team, my sales teammates, we help to sell that in, make sure the product is there, make sure it's promoted, make sure our new items are on the shelf. So that's the type of work that I do. Right. And so I've been doing this for 20 years. I've relocated eight times with General Mills in the process. Uh, let's see, I think Minnesota three times, Arkansas three times, Atlanta and Charlotte, North Carolina wow. um, in all of my moves. But just a great company, a lot of opportunity for me to grow and learn and develop. Uh, they invest a lot of time and resources into me and allow me to just thrive and do the things that I enjoy, such as mentoring. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm grateful that, you know, I decided to say yes to the internship and I tried mm -hmm. something new. And 20 years later, here I am. And in 2017, I became the first Black female sales director in the company's wow. And wow. the company is over 150 years old. So did you add a history makers for black women? Because we're still creating history and making the magic happen. So I'm just grateful for a career with a lot of opportunity that has allowed me to lead and do some different things, mm -hmm. um, but also allows me space to pursue my passion. It's brilliant. And, and so like along that journey, what role you said you like to mentor, but like what about people mentoring you or like yes. you know, networking? Sort of what role has that played in you sort of yes. elevating your career? So I was the first uh, college graduate in my family. So mm -hmm. I was learning everything the hard way. And so mentors were critical to my success early on and today, to be frank. Um, I remember my first year um, out of college, I was in Atlanta working for General Mills. And I'm grateful I had a black woman mentor named Michelle. And she was great. She pulled me to the side and gave me the real, real about the things I needed to do differently. Um, just helping me understand the environment I was operating in because I was not familiar with the, this white corporate space. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have any background from my family to help me on that journey. And so it was the mentors that helped me to navigate and helped me uh, to see the barriers as well as the things that I needed to improve on or lean into um, as I continue to navigate my career um, in this corporate space. So mm -hmm. I'm grateful for Michelle, my first mentor. Um, and then I think of the ones that have paved the way. So um, a black man, um, his name is Steve, was the one that promoted me to sales director. And he has been a mentor and he's still now a sponsor. And um, even though he's retired, he still plays a role in my life. And I'm just grateful to have 
so many mentors along the way, but as I think of the two that really stand out for me is Michelle, mm -hmm. uh, somebody who looked like me, who really understand what it was like to be a black woman in the space. And then Steve, talk about somebody breaking barriers. Um, you know, he was, he was running our Eastern region for years and crushing it um, and then became our first black uh, VP um, a few years back. And so I'm just grateful to stand on their shoulders and to be able to help others along the way. Do you know what? I made a really, I don't know, different decision recently because um, I am part of um, a program at my workplace and you get assigned a mentor. Throughout my career, I've had black women mentors, like naturally, either, either through a program or just naturally through my network. And I was like, they said, you can choose a mentor from like the organization, just approach them. And I was like, do you know what? I want a white man <laughs> to mentor yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I want to see how you navigate this institution. Yeah. I want to see what you, how have you got to where you, there's yeah. something we can assume, but there's some things that I actually, I want you to tell me. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a great point. And I've, again, I called out my two critical black mentors, but there has been so many white men that have mentored and sponsored me. Um, I think about my uh, former sponsor, Scott, um, who he started our first kind of relationship was he was my vice president when I was working on the Walmart team. And just, he was really clear that he wanted me to be successful. And I just leaned into that. And then a few years later, I worked for him again. And he just, he was a, you talk about networking. He was a fantastic networker. It really showed me the importance of networking and kind of building connectivity, not only within your company, but outside of the walls of your company and in the industry. Um, and I'm grateful he he has moved on to bigger and better things um, outside of General Mills now, but we still keep in contact. And I still think about Scott and the role that he played in helping me navigate and really creating opportunities and not being afraid to lean into what he believed in um, and to really put action behind it. And that was something that he really taught me is just like leveraging your voice. Um, he also taught me, I, I, I tell some of my mentees about this, the powerful introduction. When he would introduce you, you felt like you were on top of the world. And so now I try to do that with the folks I know because it is empowering and it, it creates this level of confidence that maybe you didn't have before. And so he taught me a lot of things, but as I think about him, it was networking, it was how to powerfully introduce someone and it was how to demand kind of what you want and be really vocal about what you need for your career. Paula, great for you to say, give me something different. Yeah. And guess what? I wouldn't have been sitting in this spot had it solely been for Black folks because there are not enough of us in positions of power to help us, you know, get up the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who might be out there listening, it's great to have mentors that look like you because they have a context yeah. that is critical, that is approachable, that you understand, yeah. but there are a ton of decision makers who don't look like you um, and not to shy away from pursuing relationships with them because they can also help you to navigate, open up doors um, and continue to climb up that corporate ladder.
said, a different level of access because I've had some of that happen too in my career where as great as I am with my job and all these things, it still, it still took someone opening that door and um, giving me that chance to show the world, you know, what I, what I knew and how I could act or how I could perform. So Ebony, when you talked about just the empowering people and the confidence and all that, um, from my perspective, you appear very confident, like extremely confident, like you know what you want, you, you go get it, you're not afraid to ask for it, you encourage other people to ask for what they want. Um, but how did you get there? Like, do you have any, are you doing feel insecure about any of this stuff? Cause I'm like, she is not insecure. Like she's just like, I'm about to ask and that's it because I want it. It, I mean, I'm a work in progress just like everybody else, but it took me a real 15 years, like mm -hmm. on this corporate path of having cycles of success, uh, leading fearlessly, uh, doing different things and showing the organization that I was capable of being successful in different roles and with different customers and in all of those capacities. And so once I started to believe in me, that's when the, like the confidence really kicked in today. And then I teach that in my branding workshop is really around knowing what you're good at and leaning into that and saying those words out loud. And like, if you don't believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. So now I truly believe it. Like some folks say, fake it till you make it. Sometimes you have to do that. Right. But I believe what I am capable of. I and I think, too, um, I started my own business about a year and a half ago on top of working in this corporate space. And that was confidence building to lean into something you've never done before and to be successful and not only be successful in terms of pursuing a passion you have, but helping others to find their success. Like it has boosted my confidence a ton. So in the last year and a half, I can tell you I blossomed in a new way because once you, so it's one thing to sell a product like Cheerios, like Lucky Charms that everybody knows about and mm -hmm. has a well-defined brand. Mm -hmm. But when you can sell something intangible, I'm just selling you, Whitney, what you're good at. I'm telling you to lean into it, believe in it. And I'm maybe helping you find the right words to explain or communicate who you are. But if you can sell something that's intangible, maybe you can do anything. And so for me, it has been that journey too on this entrepreneurial spectrum that has allowed me to see different sides of me and say, man, I didn't even realize I had this creative side. Mm -hmm. You know, I do my own marketing. I do all of that stuff and I enjoy it. Um, but it's really like, once you know you've done it, once you've seen you can do it, you have to believe that. Yeah. I am hundred percent certain I will be successful at the next level. Mm -hmm. I am hundred percent certain I will continue to have a, a profitable side business, mm -hmm. but it took me a long time to get there. A lot of that is getting that um, feeling like you're inferior, feeling like you're an imposter. You got to get that out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Like that, that has been created to confine us and to keep us in a box. Mm -hmm. and I refuse to be kept in a box and I refuse to let the people around me to be kept in a box mm -hmm. so my job as a leader of the team is to make sure everybody understands their superpowers they lean into those and anything that might be an opportunity or an area that we need to improve we're going to work it together um, so it took me a long time to get here 
but really believing in you, like once you believe it, like truly believe it. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are times when I have a big presentation, I'm a little bit nervous, or there's a new thing that I'm stepping into for the first time, but I always prepare. Yeah. Like I'm not going to ever show up cold or flat footed um, because if I don't succeed, it's that line of people behind me that may fail because they say, well, Ebony can't do it. What, what makes me think I can do it? So when I get there, I have to be ready. I have to be ready for that stage, ready for that opportunity, um, because there are a lot of people looking up to me that if they see me doing it and and living the confidence and breathing that confidence, they feel like they can do it as well. I think it's so. So I just took Ebony's class um, a few weeks ago and she pushed like she was like, she asked, like, describe you. Are you like, oh, I'm this? She's like, no. Mm-mm. I'm like, wait, I thought that sounded good. Like, what? <laughs> but then when she really pushed me to, like, really think about it, and I left, like, wait, I am that. And I just, it, it really did empower me in a different way because it made me stop and think. Like, I was I was selling myself short. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Uh, and, I, and I believe those things inside, but me telling someone else, it felt like I was being a little, you know, um, boastful but at the same time it was like no that's just who you are so it's just say it yeah. and it's yeah. okay and you get to be that person because you've worked yeah. your way to this and just owning that and uh, so that's something I'm I'm yeah. following you I, I'm and you're right we are watching and, and I'm not and it has to feel like a lot of pressure too so it's we don't want to put a lot of pressure on yeah. you I, I don't know how you deal with that, that either how right. do you deal with the pressure of being kind of having that responsibility or feeling you have that responsibility I think there's always been a level of pressure as a successful Black woman. Mm-hmm. Even in high school, I remember feeling a certain level of pressure because in so many spaces, you're the only one, mm-hmm. right? So I think you've been, there's a little bit of like the pressure doesn't bother me anymore because mm-hmm. I've always had a level of pressure that I've had to perform against. That's and, true. you know, pressure creates diamonds. So I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of pressure, Mm -hmm. but you also have to know when to take a step back, when to pause. And so I know Whitney is aware of this, but Paulette, I'm currently out on sabbatical where I've taken 10 weeks off to just spend time with my family because even superheroes need a break. And um, so that is one way, like when I feel the pressure mounting, Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like I can handle it all. Finding ways, whether it's talking to my therapist every two weeks, thank God for Brooke, mm-hmm. um, or whether it's taking a mental pause, like what I'm doing right now from work, um, because you always want to just kind of maintain, you know, strong mental health. And you can tell when you're starting to decline. Yeah. Or you can tell when you're not feeling energized. Yeah. And I was starting to hit a point where I was like, I just need a break. Before I break, I'm going to take mm-hmm. a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just know, like, I think there's a certain level of pressure that's healthy, but mm-hmm. then there's a certain level of pressure that's like unattainable and unsustainable. And you have to really make sure you're monitoring that um, to take care of yourself. I never heard, uh, and I mean, I'm not, I just didn't know like when you said you were taking a 10 week sabbatical, I'm like that, and that in itself is confidence, right? Cause some people feel like there's no way I can miss that much work. Cause what if they may, someone else may come in and take my spot, right? But right. you're like, no, I'm taking this 10 week sabbatical cause I need it for me and my yeah. family and my well being. 
And then I look at it, it's just the opposite, honey. It's going to be different when I'm not there. So they're going to want me to come back. Okay. Right? They're counting down the weeks. Yes, they're like, when is, like, when is Ebony coming back? Yeah, like versus being like, oh my God, is somebody, is my customer going to like somebody else? I'm like, can't nobody do what I can do. That's what I'm saying. And so I have no concerns. And guess what? If I do get back and they say, well, Ebony, it's really not working out. It, that's okay too. So that is a data point. And guess what? I know I'm highly marketable. I can do a lot of different things. So I'm even confident if they said, Ebony, this ain't working anymore. I'm cool with that. But it took a lot for me to get get in this really comfortable space of being really aware as a Black woman, what your value is as a Mm -hmm. highly successful Black woman who is a way maker, who inspires, who is a creator, like you have to be really confident in all the things you bring to the table. I don't mm-hmm. just drive the business. I drive the culture of my company. Mm-hmm. I drive the retention of my team and so many people that look like me at the company. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be so clear. And Whitney, that's what I teach in my workshop, the, a personal branding workshop is you've got to be really clear what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And you have to lean into that. And so I'm leaning into that today. I refuse to be scared. I refuse to be belittled. I refuse to be disrespected. I refuse to keep my mouth closed today. (laughs) Um, But it took 15 years Mm. of grinding it out, not always feeling respected, not always feeling like I got the opportunity that I deserve to feel this way. Mm. And so just... I want you to know it's a journey and everybody's on a journey because you might be where I was, not where I am, mm-hmm. but you got to just continue to build towards something. Mm-hmm. And to me, I always knew I was building towards something bigger. Mm-hmm. I still know I'm building towards something bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what that is. It could be a combination of things like it is today. But it could be this corporate thing. It could be my speaking business goes to the next level. It could be something that I don't even see. But just open to the being open to those possibilities, I think is really important. And just on that note, you know, you spoke about like the sabbatical. Obviously, um, Whitney told me that you've got a family or you mentioned as well that you've got a family. Um, and I, I've got a daughter. She's about to be two. And just the balance. So, you know, it's similar to you. Like I've got a job, an employed job, then I've got my own kind of thing going. And now I've got my daughter. It's kind of like, how how do you balance everything? Because yeah. it is kind of, you do have to make some sacrifices, but I really want to be present, you know, for her. And that's really actually my priority in a sense. But it, it kind of relies on the other things as well. Do you know what I mean? So how have you found that balance in your life? Well, before I go there, I also want you to think about being present for her can also her um, being able to see an amazing mom that's crushing it in her corporate space or whatever career space you're in. Because I think we only think about it as time spent with him. But I think about just like, how can I be, the best role model I can be for my kids. How can I set the standard that women are bosses and they can work, they can cook, they can love, they can nurture, 
they can create, they can teach. So I want my kids to be like, oh, my mom did all 50 of those things and she was amazing. <laughs> Or my mom she was did tired, Ebony. She was tired. She was tired. <laughs> but the other piece that I'd like to talk about a lot too, Paulette, is having a partner mm. who is in it to win it with you. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Right. If like, okay, I need to be in my office recording this podcast. I got two kids at home today. Two out of three. I have three kids. Mm. And, you know, he's up there holding it down, making sure that they do what they need to do so mom can do what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when people ask me about balance, the way I create balance is having a partner that is all in on helping me reach my goals, whether it be career, family, personal, whatever it may be. That is a big piece of how I maintain balance. I have a husband who understands me deeply and who gives me the time to, okay, Ebony is more social. Okay. What you going out with the girls this week? What day? Okay. So we put it on the calendar. Where do you find those? Where do you find those? It was right in the same. So where do I go for this? It was like when I stopped looking for this special package and you know, that I really found my soulmate, Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, you know, I was like, eh, I don't know. You know, I kind of like gave him a run around for a bit. But he was so persistent. He was so honest. He was so available. Mm. I remember, because um, we're going all over the Mulberry Bridge today, but I remember I had a girlfriend who uh, her mother and father were married and had a very successful marriage. This is when I was living in Atlanta. And her daddy set us all down. And he said, a man will make time for you if he wants you. Mm. You shouldn't have to chase him. He's like, I don't care if he's in law school, med school, running a business. If he wants you, he will make time for you. Mm. There's That's something about that that just stuck with me. And even he found his wife, she was working in a department store. She had a boyfriend. He was like, That's going to be my wife. He was like, I would not stop until she became my girlfriend and now my wife. But it was something about that. And so and when I met William, he was just, uh, he just, he made time for me. It didn't matter mm-hmm. that we lived 45 minutes away or for majority of our relationship, we were a plane flight away. So people were like, I can't make long distance work. No, you can't because you ain't got the right partner. Okay. Right. And <laughs> okay. So, so one, like that balance for me is one, having a partner that is truly like committed to you and your family. Um, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I wasn't like, you don't know to look for that as a 20, you know, seven, 28 year old when I was uh, dating him. But it was something really special and really easy about it. Mm-hmm. If it's, that's another, if it's too hard at first, girl, move on. It should, mm-hmm. y'all should be in the honeymoon phase. It should not be that hard because life is going to get hard. And if y'all can't have fun when you're supposed to be having fun, uh, keep, keep so looking. He ain't the one. The fun will not come, huh? But also, so, okay, so that's a bit one, you know, the partner. But let's say you don't have that. You got to still figure out how to make it work. Um, I really learned the powerful no. Mm-hmm. I am not contributing my time to anything that does not serve me. Right. And, uh, and I'm really clear about, no, I cannot do that or no, I'm not willing to do that. Or uh, actually, I cannot do that. I have somebody in mind that could be good for that. But people, when you have value to give, 
people will try to suck you dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got to have the power of saying no. Even if it's a kind way to say no, you have to find it. Um, and then the other thing is figure out how you can take the help that you need. So for me, you know, my mother came to live with us about two years ago. I never saw a day when we'd be living under the same roof again. And when I tell you it has been one of the biggest enablers in my life to have the balance that I need um, because she is so helpful with my children um, at home. Um, And even yesterday, she's like, you need to write down the dates that you'll be out of town in my little planner so I can be here. And so I'm grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know everybody doesn't have the opportunity to have their mother to, to take, a, you know, leave her home and come and help support you and your family. But that one has been something that's really important. Yeah. And then lastly, like if the thing doesn't align to your value set, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, again, if it doesn't serve you, somebody asked me to run for uh, like this, the board of directors for their city. (laughs) And it's not even the city I live in. Again, (laughs) people, if they see value in you, they will extract that. I'm like, I I take my baby to daycare over there, but (laughs) I don't live there. Like I don't contribute to that community in any way. But again, if you were, um, you know, if you didn't know how to say no, you'd easily be like, oh, that's interesting. You think highly enough of me for me to do that? Right. It's like, no, that is not where I'm trying to go. It is not the people I want to represent. It is not a community I partake in. And so I, I'll have to say no to that. But thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. So one of the things that we always ask our guests at the end is kind of around like, you've been talking today about your career, um, but is there anything else about you that kind of you haven't spoken about today that you'd want to share that is sort of a passion of yours or interest of yours? Yeah, Yeah, we've kind of talked around it a bit, but um, my entrepreneurial space um, is, I say, I teach badass workshops to badass women who want to elevate in their career. And I have two workshops, both are moving forward in the trademark phase, hallelujah. Okay. Uh, But one is called Building Your Badass Brand. It's about personal branding and really leaning into your superpowers. And the other one is building your badass network. And Mm -hmm. that's really like exactly what it is. How do you build a network? How do you maintain it? When you show up for a networking meeting, what do you say? How do you extract value? How do you ensure there's value exchange both ways? Um, And so that is really, really important to me. And uh, for those of you who are looking for more info, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Ebony, E-B-O-N-Y, speaks the number two and the letter U. Ebony speaks to you. Um, to find out more about to me. <laughs> I, I saw a book immediately. I was like, I want to read that book. <laughs> you got to get Paulette in the building. Um, but it has been, when I tell you, the biggest blessing to help other people really. And, and I, t- I took it for granted that what i had been given in my workplace, by my mentors, you just assume everybody has access to that mm-hmm. and they don't. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful to help so many people um, really lean into what they're good at and believe that. And I make them put it down on paper 
She um, does. And I make them pitch it to me. And I'm like, nope, Whitney, start over. Let's do it again. Are these um, online, by the way, Ebony? Huh? This online? Yeah, they're on Zoom. Yeah, we do them virtually. And Perfect. so, okay, yeah, it's just thinking. So, yeah, about so I have to figure out. Like, I don't have one book. So Paulette's like asking for a friend. <laughs> like now, I got. Okay, Paulette. me, me. I'm coming. I'll see you soon. <laughs> okay, so come on in the room, in the virtual room. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it is. That has been the biggest blessing. I knew there was more that I needed to share with a broader audience. Mm. Honestly, I didn't know what it would look like. I I thought it would look like keynote speaking at the beginning. And because I give so much personally, I did not know that I could do that on an ongoing basis because it takes a little bit, it takes a piece of you every time you give uh, that level to a group of strangers. And so I was like, okay, maybe keynote is not the thing I want to do all the time, right? That's something I can do a few times a year. Um, But it was actually me and a girlfriend sitting down and she was like, Ebony, every time you teach a workshop at meals, it goes over really well. Why don't you just do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's not a bad idea. I actually have some content I created. Um, so building your badass brand actually came from a talk that I did at the University of Arkansas a few years ago. And as I would go back, I'd have faculty, staff, and students say, I saw your talk. It was so great. Here's the thing that resonated with me. And I was like, I think there's something here. Yeah. And so I put that thing together. And in my first workshop, I had 22 women um, online and we, we met from 6.30 to 8.30 at night. And at 10 o'clock, I was just up still buzzing from the high. And my husband Such was a good like, feeling. I ain't never seen you, right. never seen you this excited. Um, and so I'm just grateful that I did it, that I had a friend that gave me an idea that said, you know what, try this thing because I think you'd be really good at it. And I leaned into it and here we are. I probably taught at least 50 workshops in the last year and a half. Um, and it's been, you know, I do them individually, like uh, like just women can sign, women and men, honestly, I had a couple men in the last one, it was really good. And, um, but I do corporate. So uh, uh, employee network groups, both, I I do a lot of African-American employee network groups, a lot of women's resource groups. Um, And then I'm starting to do some work for some nonprofits that's been really fun um, in the last few months. And so one working with um, actually a public library that is doing this entrepreneurs cohort and that's been really Mm -hmm. cool to help entrepreneurs think about what they're really good at, how do they talk about what they're selling and how do they leverage that network to create value for their business. Um, And then also recently did some work for the African-American Leadership Forum, um, who is local to the Twin Cities, who is doing a lot of great work to support um, the African-Americans in our community. And so it's just been great. And I'm just grateful to be able to have the capacity to not only work my corporate job, but to do this thing that I'm super passionate about on the side. Congratulations, Ebony. Thank you. I appreciate it, Paulette. Thank you so much, Ebony, for joining us today. We are so excited to just be empowered by you and just hear Mm. you talk about you. It's it's been beautiful. And really And I look forward to that. Whitney, keep going. Keep going. Thank like you. you have 
you're finding your voice, you're helping others to find theirs. Um, I love that you two, like one person's in the US and Paulette, where are you in London? In London, yeah. How cool is that? So one, just keep going, keep sprinkling that black girl magic all over the place. And I'm grateful for you all leaning into your gifts and making this podcast a reality. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, ladies. Hey, thank you, Ebony. See you later. All right. Have a good day. Paulette said she's waiting on that book in case you didn't well, hear. Well, you know, that's that's why I got to trademark my stuff, Paulette. That's, okay, that's I'll it. be patient. I'll be patient. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Let me know if there's anything I can help with. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. She's amazing. She is. She really is. I feel energized. I feel like going and <sighs> doing some work. <laughs> like I need to go. I'm about to go crush my. I'm about to get after it. That's why I'm so serious. Like I left her workshop. Like, oh, let me tell people because I can do that. Like mm. I can do this. Like why can't I? Mm. Like Ebony just told me I could. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying? Like, she just has this confidence and it's not like a cop. She just, like, really believes Yeah, it's it. just unshakable. It's not It's not cocky. It's not... No. It's, just, it's just very firm and factual. Yeah. Yes. It's just this matter of fact. This it's is just who I am. Yeah. yeah. Right? And it's, I was like, it's hard for me to describe it, like, how she is, but it's just like... A, yeah, yeah. Because it's like a... Wait, you really believe that, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you are. I'm because you believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Also, you know who you don't, sometimes I don't believe is like people who are like overly, you know, like when it's a bit too much, it raises suspicion, but she she's right. not like that. She's just like, oh no, this is just what it is really. So this one's for me. So this one's for me is a segment of the show where we are pursuing joy and what makes us feel whole. So these are the things that we are going to do to bring us joy. Basically, after we talked to Ebony today, it reminded me of something she challenged me to do. It was to do another one page or specifics of my business. So your girl is about to get that done. Oh, what's that? I want to do that. What is it? So it's like a... You have, you should, everybody should take this personal branding class. So I'm going to take the class. I'm taking the class. Yeah. And so then she has you, you leave like what that's what she was saying. We had to pitch to her. So it's like a, a one pager and it's all about us. And she helps you like organize it in a way where you're really promoting yourself and your own brand. Right. And it really, she really pushed me to think about it in other ways where I'm like, oh, I'm not connected. She's like, what does that mean? Got you. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think I'll take the class first then because I'm not going to, I'm not going to understand the ins and outs of that. Maybe I'll sign up for Ebony's class. When's her next class? <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do for me. I'm gonna sign up for Ebony's class. I think that's what I need to do. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll check with her and see what her next class is. And I also, whenever she shares it on her social, I'll make sure we share it on ours too for anyone else who yeah. wants to do that for them. I definitely believe that was something that I did for me, and I believe it was a great investment. Um, y'all just go out and be great and be you, do you, right, Paula? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm all for that. One hundred percent. Thank y'all for joining us. Bye. Thank you for listening to this World Is Ours podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at World Is Ours Podcast. 
or go to thisworldisours.com.